This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. All right, transitioning over to the defensive side of the ball now, uh, and this is where I had a I had a lot of trouble here trying to cut this down, and I felt like there were a lot of guys that you know three or four guys that I felt like could easily make this football team, and I wasn't totally confident in moving on from them. Uh, but went with twenty five again on the defensive side of the ball. We'll start with the defensive line, Brian. I got nine. I got Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler, Sam Williams. Those are like your pure edge rushers. I've got the Oso Digizua, John Ridgeway, and Neville Gallimore, the pure tackles, and then the tackle and flexible guys, Chauncey Golston and Carlos Watkins. Uh, no Tristan Hill, and I mm-hmm. surprised myself with no Quentin Bohanna. I did not go into that thinking I was going to cut Bohanna from the roster. Um, but ultimately we end up with nine D linemen and, and Bohanna and Tristan Hill on the outside. Yeah. I like what you did. Uh, the guys on the side that I have the question marks about are Hill. I do have a question about Watkins cause I kept Bohanna mm-hmm. and then I moved on from Basham here is what I did in my, my thing. So, uh, I will, uh, you know, those are all spots, the two defensive tackle spots, Hill, Watkins, Bohanna. Uh, maybe there's somebody out of that group that you don't uh, don't particularly like, or they don't particularly play well, or others play well. So that's that's the one that I'm going to keep an eye on. And then Basham, I just think there's too many defensive ends, and I, I kind yeah. of feel like they would move on from him. Yeah, I think that Basham. I, I've got Basham off the team as well, um, and I think it's just a numbers game for him. And maybe that's one of those guys that we've talked about before that you get near the end of camp, you need a receiver, you need something else, and you go, okay, well, let's flip some depth here for a guy we're already going to cut. Um, and so perhaps Basham becomes a guy that they trade. But I also agree, Carlos Watkins was the very last name I put on defensive line. So, you know, I think we've got the same four guys that are potentially on the cut list there with Watkins, Basham, uh, Hill, and then uh, Bohanna. But Bohanna, I just – I. I you know, it, it was – I don't think you saw enough last year. And, I mean, you and I have talked a little bit. We're starting to hear that they're really, really high, not just as a football player, but as a culture guy on John Ridgeway. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, with Ridgeway already here, Gallimore playing straight-up tackle and playing some of that one technique, them moving Golston inside to play tackle. I just – I looked at the numbers and I said, you know, it's down to Bohanna or Watkins, and Watkins can play inside or out. And so ultimately, that's kind of what led me there. Yeah. Uh, looking at the linebacker group now. Now, this is one where I guess if I wanted to keep 10 defensive linemen, I could have just kept five linebackers. 
but ultimately with Parsons rushing as much as he does, I felt like you were maybe only keeping four if you did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the six linebackers I went with, Micah Parsons, Jabril Cox, Leighton Vander Esch, Devin Harper, who really impressed at some of those OTA practices, uh, Luke Gifford, and then the very last spot I was looking at it going Malik Jefferson or Aaron Hansford from a and uh, I ultimately w- went with Aaron Hansford because I, I do know that Dan Quinn's a fan there. Um, and so those are the linebackers that I've got. Parsons, Cox, Vander Esch, Harper, Gifford, and Hansford. Yeah, I think that you're on to something right there. I, I like the list. I'm I'm interested in the last two guys of this with Gifford again. This could be a guy, a veteran guy. Is this a Bones Fossil fight for special teams guy? That's yep. how he initially made the roster as being a special teams guy. He got hurt. I mean, he showed up in training camp. He's always been one of those guys that survives because of training camp. He finds a way to make the team. I'm looking forward to, again, I know I was saying looking forward to it, but with Hansford, I'd also keep an eye on this spot as a potential claim or trade type of situation. Maybe you find a way, too, that you get, um, you know, maybe this is where Anthony Barr all of a sudden fits in. Yeah. They look at their group and they, you know, Anthony Barr, uh, you're fighting the Washington Commanders. Uh, he wants to play in Dallas because he feels like it's a better team. Uh, the price comes down. I know talking to people, you and I on the uh, 105.3 yesterday on our segment uh, talked about that maybe this was dead right now. I talked to people last Friday that were like, if the price comes down, that seems like a direction that they might go. So this could change when we get to camp, but I would keep an eye on that spot. Wide receiver, linebacker, two spots of possible trades, possible claims, maybe something we get to the final cut that they really don't like the group, the last two guys they like in their group. Well, and uh, George Edwards, we know, has some influence over there. Everson Griffin ended up here uh, yes. in large part because of, of what George Edwards had to say about him. J. Ron Curse ended up here and got some opportunities because of that, so – Anthony Barr and, and their time together in Minnesota would make a lot of sense. Uh, it's just it's got to make sense at the right price. And we've it shown- does have to make sense. And, and you know, in talking to my gang of seven, the, and then my gang of seven are the general managers and player personnel directors around the league. Yep. They're all in agreement, agreements that I think I used the right word. They're all, they all agree that that uh, that Barr, the possibility of injury is there. But if you can get him for those 10 to 12 games, it really, if you pair him up with Micah Parsons, you could have something pretty special there, Russian Russian quarterbacks. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's one of those where we've seen the the price just has to, you know, come down to the right spot for them because we've Mm -hmm. seen uh, two other talented veteran players this offseason that wanted to come to Dallas but wouldn't take the amount Less of money, money. right? Right. Bobby Wagner and Von Miller, yeah. and so uh, it'll be interesting to see if Anthony Barr, who's still on the market and may wait it out a while, and go, okay, you know what? It's getting closer to the season. Let me just go ahead and do that. Um, looking at the secondary now, I broke this up into six corners and four safeties, and oh, didn't necessarily feel great about a lot of this. Uh, but the corners, I take Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis. Kelvin Joseph, Deron Bland, and then I've got uh, Nashawn Wright there. Um, but I, I think this is a big camp for Nashawn Wright, and and I don't necessarily think Deron Bland has a guaranteed spot. But I mean, 
He is somebody that they just picked fifth rounder. He can play safety. He can play inside. He can play outside. Um, so I think Bland is in all likelihood here. And then it just comes down to, uh, you know, if they want to give Wright one more shot as being a third round pick, uh, give him a shot to hang on the back of the roster. But, you, you know, you've talked before about, hey, I don't need Jalen Tolbert to miss time. I need him to be healthy and right. need to be healthy. Sean Wright's got to be healthy. We can't have what we've had over the summer, which is just him missing practices the whole time. No, I think you're absolutely right about that. And, you know, I, with Wright, you know, somebody, uh, matter of fact, this morning on Twitter, you know, listened to the my Krusty's Corner yesterday when I did a little bit of this roster manipulation. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And I talked about Wright, and I said, hey, there might be a possibility that he's not here. And then the, everybody was like, you know, wait a minute, Brian. He's, he was a high draft pick. Why would you not keep him around? And there comes a point in time where eventually you have to start to play. You have to find a way to not be a guy that's just the sometime player. You know, you have to find ways to, to make this happen. And I think Wright's to that point. I think McQuamu is to that point, too. Yep. I mean, you've got a couple of guys in Taylor Stewart at corner and then also a Bell at safety that if they play better, you know, if Bell plays better than McQuamu, he deserves to make this football team. If Taylor Stewart plays better than Wright, he deserves to make this football team. So, I, you know, you, you can make mistakes in the draft. The Cowboys don't make many of them. But if McQuamu and Wright both show they can't play – then then somebody's going to have to step up. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's Taylor Stewart or Bell in that regard. Yeah, I think Isaac Taylor Stewart is a guy who could play really well during training camp. I would just, you know, a, a lot of times there's a, I think teams think of it in line with, all right, but this guy was an undrafted free agent for a reason. We can get him to the practice squad. And so even if somebody's better, um, I, I think that, you know, like I wouldn't be surprised if Isaac Taylor Stewart has a better training camp than Nashawn Wright, but uh, Nashawn Wright being a guy that they drafted and have something invested in, I wouldn't be surprised if they said, well, we'll give him another shot. We can get Isaac Taylor Stewart to the practice squad and, uh, you know, just move forward from there. And then on the safety group, I've got four of them. And this is this was tough for me because I've, I've got Donovan Wilson, J. Ron Curse, Malik Hooker. I do have Marquise Bell making it. Uh, I, I was, I was really trying to find a way to get, uh, Tyler Coyle to the team, because I think if Malik Hooker gets hurt, which is always a possibility, then, uh, you know, you're really stuck without a true free safety because Wilson's a strong curse is a, a safety hybrid linebacker and bell is a curse starter kit. Uh, so I, you know, I went with these four, but I don't totally feel great about leaving Tyler Coyle off. I had him on my list. I I, I oh. had I had McQuamu off and I had Bell off as look at guys. Mm-hmm. I had Coyle on just for the reason that you said. If you need a true free safety, he appears to be the one guy that could be that. You've you've you pointed out his athletic testing numbers. 
I think those numbers show up when you watch him play. Yeah. So I had him on my initial list. And then the questions I mentioned, well, Mukwamu and Bell as, okay, maybe one of those two guys play better than Quarrel. But I'll I'll see if that's the case. But for just a true free safety um, need, I, I kept him on my roster. Yeah, and I left off, as you mentioned, and, and it's probably wrong. I, I probably shouldn't have done it, but I did leave off C.J. Goodwin. That's going to likely be a, a Bones uh, special and somebody that bought. But it's just it, I ran into the secondary numbers, and I was like, I don't know where else I can run light over here than I already have. I felt like I'm running as light as I can. Maybe that is ultimately that what ends Nashawn Wright's time, though. But Nashawn Wright was a guy who was also playing special teams last year, and I think it had some moments where he contributed. Um, he also had that that error in the Denver game with the block punt and then touching it going. I mean, that was just bad luck. But uh, you know, a lot of cuts here that were were a little tough for me. Didn't have Tyler Coyle. Didn't have uh, C.J. Goodwin. Didn't have Tristan Hill. Didn't have Quentin Bohanna. Um, and then of course the the specialists. Uh, Jake McQuaid, the long snapper, Brian Anger, the punter, and then a kicker. I've got uh, Jonathan Garibay. I think you like Liram Hiralahu, though, for the kicking job, right? I do like Hiralahu. Yes, I sure do. So I think when we, have, but I think we're in agreement a long snapper, a punter, and a kicker. Uh, so, Brian, anything else that stand out to you here that goes like, uh, right, this 53 man roster, that's just, that's not right. We need to have that. No, I, I think that, I think you've got this thing wired pretty well. Um, like I said, keep an eye on wide receiver and linebacker for possible trade signing uh you know you know they're gonna they're gonna evaluate they're gonna have a couple of tough cuts i think they're gonna have some tough cuts in the secondary i think they're gonna have some tough cuts in the defensive line and but when you say tough cuts it's about some of these guys play themselves off the team they just don't you know, Tristan Hill could get hurt and we've had, you know, he, he looks good for four practices, then he gets hurt and then he's out of sight, out of mind guy. But if I had to say, if I had to say wide receiver, linebacker, two spots, I think that they can add uh, and try and upgrade from what they currently have. I, I know you've got Bohanna, um, but let's say, so, so removing Bohanna from the list of the guys that I'm, I'm, skipping here or that you also have have off the roster here uh do you, do you have good one on your roster or do you have him off i have him currently on the roster because i just like i mentioned in the opening i think bones fossil is going to gonna get two guys for special teams so special teams number goes from three to five for me i think there's going to be two guys that the that the front office gives him because they're just those core special teams guys, and and he fits that mold for me. Maybe they find somebody better than Noah Brown at wide receiver that can play special teams. I know we did an episode where we the Cowboys traded for several wide receivers or looked at several wide receivers that yeah. had special teams backgrounds, whether it's tackling, returning, punt, or kickoff might be something they go forward with. Yeah, which, uh, you know, I know we spent a lot of time in one episode talking about a couple guys that Robert Prince had coached, Chris Conley and Chris Moore in Houston, both with, uh, especially Moore with some special teams, uh, you know, background. That, of course, complicated this week by the announcement that John Mechie's fighting leukemia and that that, you know, makes him unavailable in their receiver room. So I would guess that there's not a likelihood that they're going to move on 
uh, from either of those guys at this point. But uh, I guess just looking at the roster, uh, you do you have a harder time letting go of if you had to guess that one of these guys is on Basham Hill or let's say Ball? Which of those three do you think that we have off right now that you think could be on? I would say I would probably rank. I just think they've got plenty of defensive ends, especially with the fact that Golston's playing tackle and could play ends. So I feel like that maybe Hill would be the guy that. It, and I here I am. I, I just I crushed him earlier about his health. Hey, but, health and attitude. Those but, are his. But he's gonna. But you know what, Bobby? When we're out there practice starting on Wednesday, and you know, when watching it he's going to flash. He's going to flash quickness. He's going to flash up the field. He's going to flash. And so can he carry it over to when the pads, uh, you know, when the pads start on August 1st, that Monday, can he carry it over? And that's, that's, that's kind of his game. It's flash. It's disruptive, but it's also injury. It's also, Oh, hyperextended elbow. Oh, it's hyperextended knee. Oh, it's wrist. It's, I mean, he's always got something wrong with him. I know I just said wrist, but watch something will happen where you want to, you want to like and think he's a reliable guy, but in, in deep down inside, he's not. And I think that's, what's going to be tough for this football team because Basham seems to be reliable. Hill seems to not be reliable Ball seems to spit the bit when it comes to when it comes to uh, strength. Uh, you know, he's just not the, the one year that he had off. He didn't have to play any football. All he had to do was live in the weight room. And it doesn't appear that he got stronger. Even the organization's talking about that as well. Yeah, it's I, I think that that's going to be tough for Josh Ball to make this roster. Um, and and we'll ha- I'll have this 53-man roster here post over at 105.3thefan.com so you guys can uh, take a look at that if you want to see it in written form. Uh, you're listening to the Love the Star podcast. Uh, the Love the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.